Hello, and welcome to episode number 189. Oh my god, so close to 200 of the Nerd Girl Podcast. Uh, a lot of exciting things that are going to uh, be happening in the next couple of weeks, including there is for a previous episode, there's going to be a little video preview probably going up Monday. Not of this episode that uh, is going to be going up tonight. Uh, should be available. The way these things work, as you've probably learned if you're a listener of the podcast, is we post them Sunday evening. Usually people don't actually get to listen to them until around Monday morning. So technically this will probably, the audio for this will probably go up on Monday. You will see the uh, short preview video of last month's episode. It's going to be uh, videos uh, going up. Uh, we're going to be doing videos periodically. That is why. Uh, and uh, uh, please uh, forgive us as the videos are going to be uh, a little bit. The, the, this first video is going to be a little bit uh, choppy, uh, cut up. I mean, not the quality wise, but uh, maybe some editing in there. And it's going to be very basic. It's just going to you're going to see us with the uh, giant X Men po- poster uh, background. Uh, just, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. I just, I guess I'm trying to, uh, uh, pre whatever the word for it would be. Sorry. It is in the morning. I am recording this intro in the morning. Uh, the coffee has not kicked in yet, but, uh, yeah, uh, very basic video starting out there. So next week's video is going to be the, well, not next week, most likely the video, uh, version of this episode of the podcast uh is going to go up hopefully by friday with some graphics and some exciting things added to it uh with the stuff that we cover in this episode uh we missed a couple things in this episode we missed at least one thing that is probably going to be a brief uh bonus solo episode with just me probably going up next week uh about future man season two and a handful of upper, uh, other things we are going to be squeezing in. Also, if not next week, then definitely going up early next month. We're going to be putting up an anime episode, an anime-only episode uh, with the uh, our otaku co-hosts, uh, most likely Angelo and Casey and or Angelo and... Dan O'Brien, who, if you don't know, is my current roommate. The episode, the video for this episode that will probably be going up by Friday, you're gonna see that uh, we will we aren't gonna have the X Men background, and that Rich, even though you will hear his voice, uh, will not be in most of the video. Rich is our uh, technically our new videographer now, which is exciting. So special thanks to Rich for. Uh, Contributing his his camera to shoot the video, but you'll notice that the background is very different because we were recording in a different location than the uh, the Nerd HQ. But yeah, there is that. Oh, there is a dog who's coming in because when we were recording a podcast before, he was very excited that people were here, so he's coming in to say hi. I whatever. Anyway, uh, so that is that. Uh, also, we are live tweeting. Both The Magicians and Deadly Class, maybe sneaking in some of The Flash and Arrow on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. When Legend of Tomorrow comes back, definitely going to be live tweeting that. So keep track, us, uh, keep track of us on Twitter, at NerdProQuo on Twitter. Always keep track of us on at NerdProQuo on Twitter because aside from the live tweeting and the occasional nerd jokes and little memes and things... There's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be news and things that are going to be going up exclusively on the Twitter account. So if you're not already following us on Twitter, at NerdProCo on Twitter, this intro has become entirely too long. But as always, please, 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 if you like this episode, click subscribe. It really does help us. Leave, please, please, please leave a review in iTunes that uh, ups our profile a little bit because we are approaching the 200th episode and would really, really like to get a bunch of people together and throw a live episode for episode 200. And that's coming up really, really soon. So if we could up the profile a little bit on the website, on the uh, leave comments on the website, all of that. Uh, if you like this, if you like this podcast, tell your friends, tell your friends to tell their friends. We're, I know uh, we haven't had guests in a while. Those The guests are going to be coming back because we are back on a monthly format. 
mainly because of the video thing and a lot of stuff that uh, we are trying to do, exciting things that we are trying to do. There's definitely going to be giveaways, uh, <laughs> even though occasionally when we tweet the giveaways, people don't necessarily uh, snap those up. So we they pile up. So there's a lot of free shit we're going to be giving away over the summer. A lot of excited things happen. I can't really talk about them yet. But yeah, in the meantime, enjoy this episode, episode 189 of the Nerf Poco Podcast. Yep. Hey. Hey. We're actually recording now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, we are, had to like to kind of delay things for a little bit <laughs> because we're trying many new technological things. I'm trying to, uh, Yeah, we're enjoying modernity right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to record. With video. Yeah. Directly into the, uh, to my lap. Now you can stay. <laughs> I mean, you may or may not hear this, but there's a dog eating, finally eating his dinner in the background right now. Uh, but yes, and we are also trying to capture video, so there's there's a lot going on. It was one of the reasons why I decided we should only maybe do this once a month because trying to do this this once a week would just be bonkers. So so much so much work. Yeah, I wouldn't have been. Oh gosh, I I mean, it took me a while. I when I after agreed, you know, to come, I was like fine, and then it hit me like shit. I kind of am getting tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're we're recording in a different location right now uh, than we normally be. Uh, we would be. That's why there is not a giant X Men poster in the background uh, for those of us. Eventually, when this does uh, our little video experiment gone. But but let's get started at least. On well, let me begin by saying you're fucking welcome. For. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, for you, for trucking you, it all the way over. No, 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 yeah. not. You were like deadly class. You weren't too sure about that, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't I immediately sold on it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I when I saw that that pilot, something about it just it got me. Um, and you know, you got me. You texted me the other day about the latest episode. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then because I just recently saw it last night. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> So that if, shit is trippy as fuck. So so uh, <laughs> before we even deadly class. Before we even get to deadly uh, class though, uh, or do you want to start with deadly class? I don't know. That that show is fresh in your mind. It's uh, not only fresh. It's it it just it makes me feel nostalgic. You know. Well, yeah. Okay. So it, it hits the right buttons for me. Right if now. you don't know deadly class, it is a new show on Sci-Fi. Uh, it is basically the way I've heard a lot of people describe it, and I feel like it's kind of accurate. Is it's uh, murder hard hardwards? It's like it's it's uh, Harry Potter except instead of learning magic, they are learning to be assassins. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different or groups. despots, whichever. Uh, whichever, you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it takes place in the '80s, so it's got like this kind. Which of, is what I love. Yeah. About that. It's it's the, the punk aspect, the yeah. aesthetic. Um, I dug it. The music, the soundtrack. The I soundtrack love. is very eighties. Uh, what uh, what I think even then was called Left of the Dial, which is like not necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was popular in the eighties, but it's not like eighties pop music. Mm-hmm. It's like all like eighties punk and eighties like. Uh, oh God, what what would you call some of that? I forget what that. New Wave, 80s New Wave stuff. It's all the kind of stuff that was like, not everyone was listening to. Like, it wasn't like Cindy Lauper and all that stuff. Well, yeah. It was, like, it yeah. was you know. I mean, considering the, these characters are about, you know, going counter, yeah. you know, whatever is popular or mainstream. They're there to be trendsetters, to rule the world, so to speak. Yeah. You know? And instead of having, like, in Harry Potter, uh, you have your houses like Hufflepuff and Slytherin. In in this, it's like basically gangs. Yeah. So it's it's basically the, the rats, which are my favorite. The, kids the rats who, are like the outcasts who don't actually have a gang, really. Well, they're a gang of nobodies who rely yeah. on each other in order to survive. You know, the elites. So these rats are are like I think the or they're not um, not. They're like nouveau riche or people that are looked down on, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, they're, by the others. I mean, and the other kids are, and they're kids who come from generations who uh, who have attended uh, the Lord's Dominion or King's Dominion. Yeah, King's Dominion so. is the name of the school. So some of the groups are like the Yakuza 
and I don't know cartels. That, the cartels, which are like the Latin yeah. kids, uh, and then there's Heshers. The Heshers are an entire group, which is what cool. are they? The Eastern they're, Europeans? Or no, what? the Heshers are the are the kind of uh, they're the burnout dudes. Okay, but they're the burnout dudes who created. They're kind of like the biker meth head kids, or like they're kind of their own group. Which is really weird when you think about it. <laughs> I don't know why they, they're not also rats, but apparently the Heshers are their own group. Uh, white supremacists, which is just... Uh, and and uh, basically uh, one kid who's apparently from the Soviet Union. I haven't really seen any of them. I just love how everyone... The stereotypes. I just love it. That kid from the Soviet Union is yeah. just hilarious. I think the he's like episode. little Ivan Drago. Yeah, basically. What yeah. <laughs> well, no, my hole is an out hole, not an in hole, or some crap like that. I think yeah. they were like one of the girls, the um, the goth looking girls. Uh, one of the rats was, I think, alluding to the fact that he likes a finger or two yeah, of yeah. the bummers. No, yeah. no, no. It is a uh, I, he's hilarious. Great comic relief. Uh, there's um, also uh, the headmaster of the school in Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong. Oh, great casting. Yeah. Uh, one of the poison teacher is Henry Rollins. I he was great. He was great. I, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back too because um, <coughs> he's like the he's the idealistic one who really is trying to like uh, push for these rats. I mean, to compete I mean, you, you against. know what's funny? He's uh, basically Henry Rollins if Henry Rollins was a teacher at a school for murder kids. Like, <laughs> like that's exa- that's what makes his casting so brilliant is that like he would be that guy if he was actually teaching at school. Uh, main character is a character who's been got kicked out of a foster home, accused of burning it down. Oh, burning US. it down, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's like slowly growing into the ranks of legit being legit. Yeah. Uh, and his a killer, his sort of friends are the the girl keeps who keeps an eye on him is one of the yakuza. Yeah. Uh, love triangles, don't you? Know yeah, uh, Maria, who's from the cartel. Yeah. I did not see that shit coming until the <coughs> last episode. Oh yeah. Okay. So spoilers yeah. for people who are not caught up. Uh, well, if you're not caught up, fucking shame on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you should catch up. Uh, total total spoilers. Uh, so we find out that Willie is also kind of. His rep is fake. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, well, it's exposed. Low. Yeah. It's totally I mean, we already knew that. Yeah. yeah. The first episode. Yeah. But, um, the cartel guy really exposed that and run the risk of letting everyone know about it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's been really good as far as like school. Like the previous episode, they did a whole riff, a whole Breakfast Club riff. Yeah. Where you kind of got to see them act as kids, and also you totally were like, oh my god, he's. Bended. The main character is clearly Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to see, uh, like that. Uh, Saya is based, was basically the Molly Ringwald yeah. character, and then Chico, who ended up being kind of the, uh, the Bender. Uh, was John it Bender or yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the 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 Russian kid is clearly um, what's the Emilio Estevez. Yeah, the character. jock. And and what's her name is, is clearly Ali Sheedy, and then you were like, which of these characters is doesn't fit into a character that was that's going to be the red shirt? And I was like, that's the Hesher kid. Oh, he's fucking dying yeah. before the end of the episode. <laughs> I, and and I sure enough, know. he fucking died before the end of the episode. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I said on Twitter. It's like he's the red shirt. He's the red shirt. Fucking <laughs> Star Trek. Um, and then this most recent episode, they take a trip to Vegas, basically so that Billy, the little the punk kid. Uh, exacts revenge on his dad to basically go kill his dad because the the, the dad was the bad news for his mom and his sibling so he figured that hey you know do the family favor by getting and one of the assignments that they have that's like half of their grade is they have to find someone who is uh worthy Worthy of of being being killed killed and kill that person and so you know uh, the main character ends up kind of killing the guy who was, you know, the, uh, I guess the terror for where he was living, the, like, the, I don't know what you would call it, kind of like a shanty town, mm-hmm. a homeless shanty town. <coughs> so he ends up killing that guy, 
And then there's one episode where he's like haunted by that guy, kind yeah. of killing that guy. I mean, because that was his first legit kill. Legit kill, yeah. And he's not, I mean, <coughs> he's there because he has no other place to go. He's yeah. orphaned. But the thing is, he, there's trauma. He, they're not, he's not sensationalizing, you know, death. It has a weight to someone's conscience. And you can see that in the kid life. I like, I like how the, the show, like, has a certain, like, shock value that, that you have in a lot of those other shows where you have basically kids, like, fighting and killing each other. Yeah. Uh, most namely, like, all of those Hunger Games and before Hunger Games. Uh, what's the Japanese one? I'm drawing a blank on it. Uh, Battle Royale. Battle Royale. <clears throat> it definitely has that element to it, but I feel like the characters and the actual like morality is a little bit more complicated. Uh, and this most recent episode, uh, I mean, number one, the fact that it's a lot of it, some of it is like a, I kept thinking of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes, just the <coughs> trippy LSD or acid trip. Yeah, yeah, the acid that this, trip that everyone got on, which was really quite funny. Yeah. Uh, and just how it started, it's like he's in a police precinct, not knowing what was going on, not remembering the last what t- twenty four hours, hours, except yeah. for the fact that oh my gosh, there's blood and in his on his hand. So just his inner monologue was just comic. And, and I think so. I mean a lot of the, the the you know the the pilot episode is is a lot of fun. The second episode has been really fun. There's an episode where they have to like basically. They're like trapped in a room or something, and they, they get poisoned, and they have to find the antidote. I forget what that. Yeah, is. one of those tests. Yeah, and then you <laughs> had to go through puzzles. Yeah, it's uh, like, to figure that shit out. And there was a lot of stuff that's very much like, okay, this is the school. This is the kind of te- crazy tests they have at this kind of school. It's very much like. Almost like standard, not standard, but like a thing that all those things were things that you kind of expected. And I really thought, like, this most recent episode was just emotionally the, had the most punch, because you have two... Really? Two, uh, not a, mo- a really emotional punch. Well, well, here's why. For two reasons. Because the two deaths and the re, uh, the build-up to the second death, uh, and the immediate aftermath of the first death, okay. which is basically them, for all intents and purposes, him <coughs> accidentally, quote-unquote, killing Billy's dad. Mm-hmm. And Billy's reaction to it. My comment on online when I was live-tweeting the episode was, that's some quality ugly crying. Because, <laughs> like, he has it, and it, it's kind of like, what I like about that scene, what I mean about, like, an emotional punch. Not, like, that I felt, like, a massive emotional punch, but, like, watching that scene was like, oh, he's still a kid who wanted to kill his dad, but now that his dad is actually dead. The, the weight of that is yeah. just now dawning on him. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that contrast between, like, the, them wanting, you know, whatever there is expected of them, and then all of a sudden you realize that they're still teenagers. <laughs> and the second one is just like, when Maria flips out on Chico, yeah, and then Chico starts beating the shit I, out of him. I mean, to be honest, I never saw that one coming. You know, I thought probably the Yakuza one would have stepped up to the plate. I didn't think that. So, yeah, with, yeah, her, yeah. with her trauma and her so terrified of him, I didn't think she had it in her in her yeah. to fight back. Yeah, and the way she pretty badass. So okay, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Like when that katana is. In Mortal Kombat, is Katana with the whole... Yeah, uh, yeah, and the fan with yeah, the blades in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, he... When she did that, I, like, number one, I was like, yeah, about fucking time. Like, I, as soon as that, like, that episode where he, like, takes her out on a date and then shoots the guy in the car mm-hmm. next to her, I was just like, oh, he needs to die. <laughs> he needs to die. I don't know how long they're going to drag out that, and then they didn't. I was like, oh, shit, episode four. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like... Although I think, I think they alluded it with a preview <coughs> in the next episode. I think she starts replacing Chico in terms of, you yeah, know, yeah. being the big. Bad. Well, she. I also, I also appreciate that. Um, 
they're they're teenagers, but there's like they're just messed up. <laughs> they're all messed. I up. I mean, come on, they're yeah. in a Hogwarts of murder. Of I murder. Mean, yeah, come yeah. on, you're not expecting well-adjusted kids or teenagers. So, so really briefly, just because I know you don't watch it because you're like too sad. Um, don't tell me about fucking magicians. What? Oh, that shit. Okay, <laughs> magicians. I've, I've given up on that. No. Magician season four has has been. It seemed a lot. <coughs> Magician season four briefly. Uh, yeah, you, Rich, you can. Yeah, I'll, chi- I'll, I'll chime in. You, you, you bit. You followed him on this. Really? Uh, on the magicians? No, I didn't even. I didn't even bother. It just. It just seemed. It may. You know. Obviously, I. No, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, it just seemed kind of campy. I don't know. Campy's normally good. It's, it's just it's, like, it's, it's a sad There are parts of, there are parts of it that are yeah. campy, and then there are parts of it that are just super depressing. Um, All of them. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not going to dispute that. Like, <laughs> it's definitely... Um, I mean, the concept is there for me to want to love this. Yeah. It's like, I was so down with it, but it's like, I'm not feeling happy at the end of yeah, each yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, I can't. It's kind of relentless. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, season four has also been kind of relentless. Most recent episode, they did have some fun with the fact that Josh is actually a werewolf. Uh, They're introducing werewolves <coughs> now. It's been a while. What the thing? Uh, the thing with Josh is Josh when he is uh, in Fillory, I think, because he he had been in Fillory for like a really long time. He apparently had sex with someone who was a werewolf, and apparently in in yeah in the he I don't he, I, he didn't know at the time, but the in uh, the magician's universe, you can get uh, lycanthropy. Uh, lycanthropy, like, lycanthropy like, is, is like, the, like the thing. Please define for those who are. Lycanthropy is basically like werewolf. The scientific explanation. It's kind of like the the fake scientific name for like lichen is okay. Okay. In the magicians, you can get werewolf basically. Werewolf is well, an that's a fucking awesome STD, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> werewolf is an STD. That's... Gonorrhea or lycanthropy? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and of course, because it's the magicians, the way they treat it is what it makes you do when the, the full moon happens is you can't control what you do because uh, all of your urges get extremely elevated to like an animal level, which means if you're a guy and you have any woman in front of you, you will try to have sex with her. Like, you will try to rape her, basically. Uh, Once again, the magician, going into really dark territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And, and uh, uh. also, if you get hungry afterward, you will tear that person apart. Like, that's the, yeah. So, uh, but they did a, uh, so Josh gets really afraid that he's going to, like, do that. So he's, he does the Oz thing, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing, where he locks himself in a cage. Uh, that's, like, his solution. Uh and they find another person who, like, through extension, got it got passed on to. Uh, but the solution to him not like locking himself in a cage and not hurting anybody is Margot, who's one of the other main characters, just like this isn't a solution, and she goes in the cage with him. And basically, the solution is no. If you're a werewolf and you have these urges, if I consent, it's actually like one of those things where the show kind of switches things around, where it's just like, if I actually consent to have sex with you and I'm fine with it, you won't change. And he doesn't. And like, that's, it's like one of these things that the show kind of plays with, like, if you're a willing participant, like, the bad thing won't happen to you. Yeah, then rape doesn't exist, you know. No, it, that's not exactly. It, I, yeah, they play it out. It's if you actually see it, you're like, oh, that's a that's a cool like flipping that. And they do that on the. Sh- it's one of the few things on the show I feel like they do very well. Uh, when you said which which actress did you end up have, you know, why are you watching? I mean, for me, it's basically all of them. But I have a special place in my heart for Jay Taylor, who plays Katie. Um, she's not on the show enough because she's actually like. She's amazing on Twitter. Uh, the, Summer Bishop, who plays Margot, is 
like I follow her on Twitter and like she's hilarious. She's hilarious both on the show and off the show, making comments and like just like there are people just a weird side bar here about like nerdy people who two of my favorite nerdy people who are in shows or were in shows to follow on Twitter are Summer Bischel, who plays Margot on The Magicians, and uh, Jewel State. Oh, really? Yeah, Jewel State is hilarious. Just her, I her little... I from uh, Serenity and, <coughs> uh, and Stargate. And brief, wait, how yeah. long was she on Stargate? A little while. Okay. I think it was she was on Stargate Universe. I'm not 100%. No, no, not Universe. Um, probably Atlantis or okay. something like that. Like, she, uh, yeah, she, uh, Post great things about like being a mom and but like with a sense of humor. So there's a lot of really funny things in there. Uh, she recently had a tweet about being pulled over at the border from like Canada, and she got a little like into it. And then the guy just like like put his hands on like his chin and just went, "I love fireflies," <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he stopped her. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Magician season four has been pretty good so far. There's been a lot of little details. Uh, Magicians is also one of those shows though that now it's in its fourth season is a lot of the really cool stuff. I feel like doesn't really happen until. Wait, wait. Is this? I mean, is this the type of show where there is a clear ending, or is it going to be like The Walking Dead? They're going to try to milk this. I I hope at some point there's a clear ending. Uh. They've done some interesting things so far this season. I won't really get into the details, but I feel like it's it's one of those mid-season things. Uh, I am still uh, uh, before we get into like one of the main things we were going to talk about because we're super late on it. Um, I'm caught up on the Flash and Arrow. I have no idea why I'm still watching either of those shows. <laughs> I really uh, don't. I'm for like me, I know. I, I you know. I'm spite what watching. Flash is. I don't care. I just love the, the Flash character, Flash cast. I mean, it's like, it's the only successful Warner Brothers franchise TV show. And I'm like, yeah. I'm supporting he, that. He, 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 some sh- listen, some shows can have some great seasons and some bad seasons. But th- even though it could be on a down season, it's still enjoyable, at least to me. Uh, and I still enjoy aspects I of the I still plan on getting back on the Arrow <clears throat> wagon. Um, um, the most frustrating thing for me about the, the most recent season of The Flash is they have sidelined Cisco, so he's not on the show as much. The fuck? Yeah, I, honestly, I am convinced that the longer that show is on, the, uh, the... There are so many like characters that have such great com- potential, and they all seem to be all the minority characters that they just stop being able to. They, they stop knowing how to write for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like they stopped knowing how to write for Cisco. They stopped having Iris really be that interest. She was she came up a little like a little bit. I, I feel like the past two seasons where it's just like she became like like a, more of a leader of Team Flash. Yeah. Uh, and I still love. That's the thing. I love that cast. I still love that right. cast. Uh, especially um, Joe West. Like, they sidelined him too because of that back injury. So he was sitting. I thought he'd be down for. He'd be okay at this point. Oh, he hasn't been in the past couple episodes. Like, it's also really weird because they have like their daughter from the future who's like a teenager, and it's 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 a mess. It's a mess. Uh, I, as I've said, it hasn't come back yet. I uh, will defend. Legends of Tomorrow. Till the day I and that show is terrible. But the way that show, I, I, I mean, I sound like a broken record record at this point. You're the way the that only supporting that show. That's not true. Everyone, no, everyone I, I have seen on like online who still loves that show still loves it for the same reason that I love it. Everyone who watches that show loves that sh- who loves that show loves that show for the same reason that I love that show. Is that it leans into its terribleness, like it's just like it knows it's it, it knows it's bad and it's embraced it. It knows it's 
cheesiness. The only downside to it is, again, there is there is one or two cast members on that. The star of it, the basically, just, I mean, it's an ensemble, but basically, uh, the one who plays Sarah Lance, Katie Lotz, is amazing. Uh, the guy who put, uh, they made John Constantine a member, basically a member of the Legends. And the guy who plays John Constantine is fantastic. Like he, he doesn't really belong there. I really wish that like his show hadn't been on Fox. Uh, I've said this a billion times too. It's like, he's so good with that character. Like he's so pitch perfect as that character that it's like, Man, I wish he had a. They it's gave him a show in a different network on a on a cable network. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that that you know that's what that character needs. Like, but he yeah he's so, like it's he's one of those like when you see a character on television or like a combo character, and you're just like, whole like, into the Spider Verse basically. Maybe not on that level because Le you know Legends of Tomorrow, no comparison to Interest Spider Verse is was better by leaps and bounds. Wow. In terms of like the ensemble cast, is that what you? No, when what I mean by like when you see it, like this is who we, this is who we cast, this is the adaptation of that combo character. Okay. It's rare that you get someone who is so like oh my god. You look exactly like the character, to to a point where it's almost like, okay, he's always wearing the trench coat. His trench because it's a CW, his trench his trench coat, like the John Constantine quote unquote like superhero outfit, is a little too clean, but it's the CW, so you know, he's a little prettier than he should be, but like the actor Matthew Ryan who plays him is just like, and I can't speak to his accent, his accent, his British accent might be terrible. I I can't really tell, but it's just like. Holy shit, like, you're perfect. <laughs> like, uh, however you might feel about American Gods, when I saw that Ian McShane was going to play Wednesday in American Gods, I was like, holy shit, that's, like, perfect. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anybody watching that new show with Steve Buscemi playing God? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. Wait, wait, I, I think I've seen... It's on, it's on TBS. I'm I've I've seen the ads and uh, I mean I love D I love Steve Buscemi so I'm and Daniel Radcliffe like I'm I'm right. I'm, I'm, I don't know that it's a little weird I'm not too sure I'm fine with weird so long as it's yeah uh, I finally I just short thing before we get to Punisher season two which is and then and then maybe Rich can actually be on camera because Rich is t like chiming in a little bit on audio but he's manning the video camera right now <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, I finally watched Bird Box. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't, but I'm. I've been like, I've just been taking okay. a back seat and it's just following the internet. No, 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 no. Here's what I'll say: it is a, a it is a better version. You gotta lean in. I think it's a better version of the happening. It's okay. it's, it's of the happening. That's what Bird Box is. It is a better version of the happening. Even though it's um, in Bird Box, they don't explain like what's making everybody go crazy and kill themselves or kill pe kill other people. Yeah. They imply that it might be sort of divine or like hellish. I mean, that's the one thing I did not like about this movie is just one. I mean, just not showing the threat, you know, and the concept of the threat. I thought was. It's mostly dumb. It's mostly boring, actually. The movie. No. It's not a bad. Let me put it this way. It's not a bad. Movie. The cast is solid. I yeah. like the cast. The acting is good. I mean, there's some f funny moments. The yeah. way she just calls the kids boy and girl. Yeah. Um, but I thought that you know, it was. It's a solid movie. I yeah. mean, it's like you're not you're not gonna feel. At least for me, I didn't feel like I was. I wasted two sure, hours sure. of my time. You know, it's. It's a decent thing trying to be on, be current with you know what's the latest you know fad going around. Um, and it's a yeah. movie, not bad. So Punisher season two. Um, I have I have a bunch of opinions on it. Um, I enjoyed it um, simply because one the I mean 
it's more John Bernthal. So I can't yeah. hate on more John Bernthal. Second thing is um, you get to see more action uh, compared to season one. I like that. Um, in terms of, you know, the threat, the big bad in the season, it was kind of meh. That's... Mean, uh, what's his name? Is it Prophet? Or I forgot the character's name. I'm like... I know they created him for just for the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was like... It was an air. It was an air. That's exactly what I've been hearing. I, I had the same conversation. I, and, and, and I haven't even started... Um, I mean to start season two, but um, meanwhile, I've had some conversations with people, just like non-spoiler conversations, and the and like m- my barber, who's also a huge nerd, he he's he said the same thing. Like, yeah, it, the 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 antagonist is like he's not. He's not compelling at all. And like the way it ended, which I don't know, but basically the way it ended, you're like, mm, all right. I mean, I like Jigsaw, but Jigsaw yeah. was not Jigsaw. I mean, he was just... It's like, yeah, they played... They tried to amp up the brotherhood between him and they try, And they also tried to give him, like... Um, they tried to make him... As a give him a little bit more depth. They tried to give him a sort of an emotional... There's a lot of stuff that... It's interesting. He wasn't a threat, though. I mean, no, as, that's, that's what I mean. I love the actor. I love how he was in season one. I just did not get that character. I just saw a broken pseudo villain, yeah. and I, I needed him full bad. You know, not just like this I guy. Feel, I feel like there's this decision that they keep making with some of the uh, with the Netflix uh, Marvel characters. Some of it is a good decision, but a lot of times it's it's not a good decision. Uh, in this case, it was kind of a mixed bag with Jigsaw, just like trying to give them a depth and giving them like a character arc from like a story perspective of like, oh, he's not all that, or we're not going to have him be the same character he was in the first season. Like, we want you to feel some sort of sympathy for him. Uh, and I think the problem with that is, you kind of saw this with, uh, you know, Poindexter slash Bullseye in Daredevil Season 3. And I love Daredevil Season 3. I love the the angle they took with Agent Poindexter. Like, don't get me wrong. But the problem with that, honestly, with in this case, with Jigsaw, is you don't get the, the what you want, which is, like, the actual villain. Where, like, in Daredevil Season 3, it kind of works that he's not bull because you're setting him up. But in Punisher Season 2, with Jigsaw, it's like, no, you've already set him up. Set him up. Can we just let him be a villain? Yeah. Even if he's a complicated villain, just let him be a villain. And don't distract with this, you know, the Prophet character. I don't know, like, I thought it was a really good season. There were a lot of people who really like thought it was great. I didn't think it was as good as I, I. I mean, I. I mean, I could. I like the attempt to emotionally ground Frank by attaching him to the kid. Yeah. I. I just miss micro. I do too. I miss micro. Um. I don't know. I just like him clashing with Frank Castle. You know, even though they had the same agenda, just their personalities clashing. I think they, they had a better chemistry, you know, in season one. And I kind of I wanted something more of that, you know, in season two. Yeah. That the kid was just, and then, you know, and just like the child, you know, substitute. Well, it, the thing is, and then here's the other thing. I mean, uh, the two characters, like, in this one from season one, who I didn't think was as strong in this season, which was uh, Damani. Damani? Is that right? Agent Damani? Madani. Madani. Uh She wasn't as strong this season as I felt like she was in the first season. Uh, Jigsaw's therapist was a character I didn't really... Uh. Yeah, but... <coughs> I was just like, okay, you're not well. Not compelling either. Yeah, and not compelling. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, I don't, I don't really care about you. The kid I kind of cared about, but it's uh, the kid's only purpose there was to make. Here's the issue you got. Okay, blah, resetting. Uh, the problem 
that with the Punisher is without a character like the kid in the second season. You have to deal with the fact that even though he's killing criminals or whatever, he's just a, a, another crazy. No. And I mean, did you like the very beginning where they tried to have him build some relationship with that single mother? I didn't feel that it was appropriate. I, I didn't feel it was appropriate, but I... I, I At least for a, his character. Here's my thing. Um, it's a thing that they kept bringing up, and the, the girl, the little girl brings up to him repeatedly, uh, that they were trying to establish, I think, in that beginning, is, and they, he's never done this in the comic books, which I think is kind of the problem, is on the show, uh, at the end of Daredevil, when you have Punisher season one, you keep having the Frank that is, that thinks he's done. And you have something else, an external stimulus that is basically saying Frank can never be done. Because it's not, and the girl, the little girl actually says that to him, like I think a couple times in season two, which is like, you are looking for a reason. And that's, that is part of Frank Castle's character, is that he's, you know. But in the comic books, he does, he's just, he just decides he's gonna, and by the end of season two, he's decided, okay, I'm just yeah. gonna be the Punisher. Yeah. But I, think, was, I like that. Yes, it was, it was a good ending, but I also feel like, uh, as far as like the arc of season two, I felt like, okay, we had that already with season one. Can we just, and that's the argument I've always made with having and of course, maybe now that they're all going to switch over to Disney, they might actually do. They just have shorter episode runs. It's just like, I'm fine with him just being the Punisher and hunting down criminals and shit. Or giving him, like, give a j jigsaw that actually is like... Yeah, and, and, and to that end, I'm actually more optimistic now than I was a couple of weeks ago that Disney, with the new streaming service, will will be more open to keeping the tone of these... Wait, wait, is there is a guarantee that they're going to pick up the... No, there's no guarantee. But my point is that if the... If the... Like, the Defender series continue in, on the Marvel streaming service, it's very likely that or at least I'm more optimistic that they'll keep the tone of things the same because this week they basically said that when they when referring to R-rated movies like um, like Deadpool, so Disney bought out Fox, right? And Deadpool is part of Fox, so Disney was basically like, yeah, yeah, yeah eventually we'll make uh, we can make Deadpool three, and we get it. It'll be it'll it'll be a rated R movie. Like, we get it, we're fine with it. So, that kind of like makes me think, all right, well, if if Punisher and and theoretically mm, Daredevil and all these characters continue on Disney, uh, there's, there's actually a possibility that they might keep things in the same light. Um, well, I mean, I'd hope for that to happen, but... Um, the, the fear that I have is the fact that, yeah, Disney has regained its control over those properties. Mm -hmm. It's still a Netflix-produced TV show, and it's Netflix people who yeah. did all of this. Yep. So it's not the, the same talent is not coming <coughs> over to Disney. It's just nope. the characters that they're claiming. So I don't know if they're going to still have that same... Netflix grounded vibe that I've come to appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. With these heroes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought it, I, it's weird. I thought I'd have more to say about Punisher season two, but it's I don't know. It just it, it's a, I mean, it's a solid show. I mean, um, <coughs> it's like two seasons of it. Not bad. I mean, it's. I mean, it's once again, it's no season three of Daredevil. I was just uh, gonna get to that. Like, how would you guys rank it in in 
compared to Jessica Jones and Jones season two. That's a fact. For me, I did not like Jessica Jones season two. No, me neither. Me neither. Uh, But I felt that I was able to keep watching season episode after episode for season two uh, Punisher. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like the first three Daredevil seasons. I'm sorry. And then uh, Luke Cage's um, Jessica Jones, season uh, one, season one yeah. uh, Luke Cage, season two. Um, I was going to say, I'd probably group it in around Luke Cage, season two. Yeah. Because uh, Punisher season one is definitely, like, in that, like, uh, Punisher season one would definitely be, like, right below, uh, in my opinion, right below Jessica Jones season one. And then behind that... Uh, in fact, I would say Jessica Jones season one is for me slightly better than Daredevil season two, uh, for uh, you know various reasons of like the the hand part of Daredevil season two. Well, cool, yeah, I love me some ninjas. Yeah, yeah, that's that to me. That's the weakest part of Daredevil is when they were trying to get like really deep into the whole hand and. But it's still a solid, yeah. more solid TV show compared to the others. I mean, um, at its worst, its worst season still better than season one of Luke Cage. You know, its worst season is still better than um, the first two seasons of Iron Fist. Of Iron Fist, yeah. You know, um, and it's still better than oh, season two okay. of Jessica Jones. That reminds me, uh, next month, uh, well, a couple things are happening next month. Uh, Captain Marvel comes out next oh, month. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the previews for that have been pretty cool. The Super Bowl preview was a little underwhelming. Um, Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, the Avengers Endgame uh, was really... Br- no, that was cool, but that was, you know, it was so brief. Um, yeah. Have either of you seen the Aladdin preview? The what? The <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, a, a screenshot of fucking Will Smith. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here. Yeah, you, you wanna get in there now? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sit here. Why? No one cares about this. I'm sorry. Well, no, people care about Aladdin because it's it's a it's a it's a big you know it's a major property, but yeah. Yeah. Th- there was a time when he was like Mr. Summer Blockbuster, no, and now and, and now Independence Day, and no yeah, yes, yeah. and then and then he made a, a like a string of just really, and yeah, then he just when we were young, and then and then and then and then he and then he, just, and then he did just decided just like oh, how many genres can I ruin when I'm the star? Is yeah, well, he went through this whole phase later on where he was like really gung ho about getting an Academy Award, so he started making like really serious dramas. All those movies were okay, and like, yeah, all the genre films that he. I mean, I Robot was okay. Have you seen? I, I caught it on TV the other day. the The special effects are pretty awful on that I movie. Know, no, for the time, it wasn't bad. For the time, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that movie isn't bad. Uh, but then they're just, ugh. God. Bright. <laughs> I, I, I would say, uh, I will address this briefly, is that, uh, is that Bright is worth seeing for uh, seeing when you have all of the right ingredients. And and no no no, uh, in like this should be a good idea, and then just everything is ex- is like basically watching a good idea be executed awfully, like terribly. It's just like you watch like all the mistakes. They're like it's like oh no no don't do that don't do that. oh god don't do that either, and then it just gets progressively is it worse. It takes itself seriously or what? It's it's a concept that uh, he, well, I okay when when we actually covered Bright on the podcast, the really short version is you shouldn't have a uh, racial allegory uh, 
in a fantasy film in which the two primary people behind its writing and direction are both supremely fri- privileged young white dudes. Okay. That's the problem with that movie. It's like you can't have a fantasy allegory for racism that is written by people who, at their core, profoundly don't understand what systemic racism or oppression are like. Like it's basically what if I did that movie? And I think even I could do that movie better. <laughs> I have, like I at least have a like a not a like yeah. Oh god, so god. The point is. Ultimate sucks. Yeah, yeah. He people who can't like. Yeah. Properties. Yeah, Aladdin didn't get for it. Yeah. And will not watch it. I'm still, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. It came out. It came out this weekend. I'm going to see it. I know that no one else in this room is excited for Alita Battle Angel, but I am. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I'm kind of curious. It's going to be bad. I'm sorry. It's going to be bad. I'm kind of curious, and because reviews are mixed, Uh, it's just more like I'm curious to see a train wreck for this one. Well, I'm down to see. In in some ways, it's charming from what I've read. It's actually a charming like it 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 surprises you in many ways, but it's still a a train wreck. So, Uh, so you were mentioning Narcos. Narcos? Uh, yeah, briefly. Uh, I've, so I started... I was hesitant to watch the first seasons of Narcos. Um, and then Narcos Me- uh, Mexico uh, got released. And then I'm a big Diego Luna fan, so that got me uh, hooked on watching it real quick. Uh, and it's it's solid. It's It basically follows um, the story of how the Sinaloa cartel uh, came about and um, how like the events that took place in narco seasons one to three uh, led into the the events that started uh, narcos Mexico um, and the performances are are stellar. Uh, David Luda is just like I, I've never seen him in that kind of role, and he's solid. He's he's a he proves that he's 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 a very good actor. Uh, his supporting cast is very good as well. And what else? And I'm looking forward to the next season because the way it 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 ended. It, it there's going there's definitely going to be more. There's going to be a continu- uh, a next season for it. Um, following actually the the Spanish is, is very accurate because it's, it's it's true to the the type of northern Mexican Spanish that's spoken in the valley like in that area so it no it's the the dialogue is very accurate it's not and you know like in and it, it's solid throughout Narcos. Um, re, you know, aside from the fact that um, the actor, the Brazilian actor that plays uh, Pablo Escobar in seasons one and two, he's Brazilian. So, if you're if you're a native Spanish or speaker or you grew up speaking Spanish, you can't you can't ignore the fact that he has a very thick accent. Speaking Spanish because he's he's poor, you know he speaks he, he's he's Brazilian, but he kind of grows in, on you over the season. Like yeah, he gave it a shot, because my brother was telling me like, just give it a shot. He he grows on you. Uh, and it's true he starts to grow on you. But like the supporting cast and everybody else is it, like and just the, the the story development and how the DEA can and just it's very it looks very well researched. So. Um, I, I don't regret it. It was I gave it a shot and it worked. It's true, and then but um, I don't know. Like my brother, I would seem to disagree because he he prefers the first few seasons of Narcos, in that it was um, more cohesive uh, in terms of the character development, and I I tend to lean forward to on uh, Narcos Mexico. But maybe because I'm just like I'm biased and I'm a big Diego Luna fan, so that probably has something to do with it. So 
overall, it's pretty solid. I feel like uh, just a couple quick takes, just because I feel like we're losing slowly, losing <laughs> here. Uh, so even though I haven't watched it yet, and I'm not going to be able to watch it for a little while, uh, well, number one, number one, uh, things that are coming in March, Into the Badlands final season is coming in March. I'm super excited about that. Uh, number two. Uh, quickly with comic books, I just got a recent trade of Wicked and Divine and Saga. The most recent Saga trade is just the end of it is heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have any comic stuff uh, that you wanted to touch on briefly. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you've read recently that you're like, wow, I should talk about that? Um, I think, uh, once again, I mean, Batman fan, um, Snyder's run and re-introduction uh, of the Batman Who Laughs. Sure. Uh, one of the best villains I've seen in quite a few years. You know, just the take of merging the what-if scenario of Batman's intelligence with uh, Joker's sheer lunacy. You know, and he is a fucking awesome villain. I've only read the first two issues. I'm loving it um, so far. Um, I'm also trying to get down on Heroes in Crisis. Okay. Uh, Interesting mystery. Um, It's not amazingly compelling. Um, But, you know, it's it's something that's solid. Um, And then I'm just waiting for... Fucking um, doomsday clock. I mean, okay. I know it's good to give artists and writers time to do things. Sure. You know, but I'm like, I, with the way they left in the last issue that I saw, I I need more. Sure. I need more of it. You know, I'd like to get this ball rolling on a more regular basis. But yeah, that's what's you know got me going. For yeah. Uh, I will say aside from Wicked and Divine, Wicked and Divine and Saga, which are my two like go-to mainstays. Uh, I would also highly recommend Paper Girls, which is another uh, collab between Brad K. Vaughn and a, and a female artist. Uh, really good. And Lumberjanes, uh, which is like a camp, an all-girls-like camp that's kind of like, uh, how did, what is the way to describe it? Um, I'm drawing a blank on the movie comparison. But it's like a summer camp, uh, but it's an all-girls summer camp, and like the characters are really diverse, and it's like it's like another one of those things. It's also one of those books that is a lot like, uh, even though I haven't watched it from what I've heard about like the new Shira cartoon. Uh, oh, get on that. It's kind of and I'll come in San Diego. Uh, I will say uh, Voltron wrapped up okay. But considering the mess that it was, I'll, it was just like... I'll get on that. Already. Yeah, uh, although the other cartoon that you've been watching that I haven't watched yet uh, is uh, Young Justice Outsiders. Fuck, I'm on... I'm, I'm waiting because they haven't released the remaining episodes. Yeah. They're at season episode 14. I'm like, dude, man, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get on it. I'm just so reluctant to just. I guess I'll sign up for like the free trial just so I can watch Outsiders, and that's why I'm waiting until they release yeah. all the episodes too. I think you just you're better off just waiting. Be yeah, patient, you know? because I I, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna be like fucking. Uh, I want to wait. Uh, but yeah, I I'm like I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking this. this yeah. Season. Well, I mean, Young Justice just that, that if it's. I mean, it's the same creative team, and they're just phenomenal. So, and I, I just love their like post-credit scene, <coughs> which is just like either I forgot what it's called the the cycle, yeah, uh, yeah. And, or just like being stupid, or the dog, you know, the super dog, yeah, know, yeah. that just like falling. The dog is one of the best comic relief. Where it's like, does your dog do anything? No, he just sleeps. <laughs> That's all <laughs> the dog does. Ignore Wait, is people. Superboys. Super yeah, stuff, yeah, this space, space stuff. This yeah. all it does it just like sleeps and <laughs> picks its head up if you mention his name and then just go back to sleep. I just love that dog, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's 
what I've been getting into uh, so far. I, I have a lot of anime stuff to discuss, but it's uh, that's going to be a whole separate episode with the with the 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 the, uh, the other co-host, the anime co-host. Uh, have <laughs> you? I've been watching a lot of anime. Have either of you uh, checked out the uh, Reign of the Superman oh, movie? I love those. Um, <laughs> I love both um, movies. Really you watched bo- you watched the newest one. Is that also available? Yeah, it's it's free. You know, I was thinking about buying it. It's free. Well, I'm not free. I mean, if you pay the DC. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean the one thing, thing is you just have to wait uh, after a week uh, after it's released on iTunes. So yeah, but the thing about uh, DC All Access that I feel like would make it worthwhile is there's a lot of DC animated movies that are like really really good. Yeah, they're the most consistently well-produced uh, cinema that Warner Brothers does. Yeah. Because live action. And, and that, that, that flick is now officially gone. I'm happy about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wait, what? That flick is officially gone. Wow. Project, which is good. I mean, and not that I hated him as a bad Yeah, I didn't either. It's, I'm not glad about it. I'm just kind of like, it. eh. Yeah, no. It, and I think that you, I'm looking for a complete departure from anything associated with Zack Snyder's you know right run. And, 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 and cast no have Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot be the center of the universe and and write this ship the right way using her as so towards Lego Batman yeah so there's a couple there's a couple things and I did because I, I do kind of want to wrap this up is uh, because of the people I follow on Twitter, Twitter and some of the podcasts I listen to, what often comes up is people throwing out, can there be a black Batman? Or cast a black Batman? And I'm just like, I just have a thing where I'm just like, fine. At this point, like, like I just, I can't, I, when it comes to stuff like that, like, I, uh, in microcosm, like, people are either upset or for that. I'm like, I can't bring myself to really care who you cast uh, anymore as bad. Like, there are certain characters that I'm just kind of, like, done with on screen. Uh, I was like, animated Batman, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm but checked be, out. But to be fair, I mean, Warner Brothers have <coughs> been successful with that character. Yeah. The big screen. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know that whatever Warner Brothers does, at least the interpretation, whether it's the live action or in Lego form, is going to be yeah. a great interpretation of Batman. Yeah. It's just everything else that just, you have to worry just about. Just give it to Will Arnett. So, 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 so my thing, just, just super briefly about having casting, it's generally, I mean, I don't, as far as like casting like different races for like these major characters, there are people who get really upset about it. My thing is Batman is one of the few characters who would just like, not for positive reasons, I see as white. <laughs> I'm just like, well, to be you're, fair, you're entrenched wealth and blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, you're not going to see a Negro with that. That's the thing. It's like when people, when people are like making a big deal about that, I'm just like, number one, it's not going to happen. Like, unless it's an alternate universe thing. What I would actually think is if you're... Would if for the reasons that people are making about like making it an interesting story, if you recast it was like, I would love this just Batman the same, but uh, Dick Grayson is black. Because that's a whole <laughs> dynamic that all the things that you like can address with Batman and him, and not dealing with wealth and not dealing with race. And the fact that he like basically beats up poor people and all that. Well, I mean, you have, and you see the arc of what where Dick Grayson starts as a character and where Dick Grayson ends up as a character. Like, well, if you're gonna like, if you wanna like talk about that, I was like, that's actually. Well, this when I was thinking about this, I was just like, that's actually a great. If you were gonna change the rate or recast anyone as like, okay, probably not recast, but use actual characters. I mean, because. In the last few years, thanks to Snyder, they introduced a character called the Signal. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could. I mean, we're talking it, about that. Yeah, too. I mean, introduce that. I mean, but this would be a, an established Batman who's yeah. been around with other Robins, and then you introduce a new kid 
coming from a different scenario. His, the circumstances of him being a hero were different. Um, but yeah, I mean, just instead of like, you know, changing the race or the gender, just make more characters, introduce new heroes that are I mean, that's, different. That's, that's, that's the argument what I care people, about. But uh, my whole thing about that is uh, the people who get really precious about it in the comic books, I'm like, I don't care about. Because I'm just like, comic books, if it doesn't work, if people stop reading, if not many people read it, like, or they don't support it, or whatever happens, stuff like death, any of that stuff, they'll, they can just change it in comic books. Um, the reason why they're saying, like, casting, like, the movie, I was like, I, I don't see that ever happening. And because it's just, you know, it's just not. Like, I don't know. There, there are certain things where it's like, I feel like, if you're holding out for that, like, don't hold out for it. Don't be upset when it doesn't happen. And honestly, like I said, I was like, and don't make a big deal. Like, I don't understand how people get so worked up about it. Like, even the suggestion, people are just like, that can't happen. I was just I like, just I, was like I, don't, like, I don't care. People are just like so passionate. They see things a certain way, you know. Yeah. Well, I was like really surprised that, you know, I was like talking to somebody about, you know, um, like the trailer to um, Captain Marvel, and I was surprised where it's like you know it's not my thing. You know he's like very much a bro dude, bro hero yeah. type. I mean, and people been like, so and like negative about it about it. It was just like what people what? are very what? What? what what's your main reason for being negative about it? That that, that boobs. basically yeah, it's a woman. It's a woman. Oh, wait, it wasn't, always, it wasn't always a woman? It was. I mean... It's just the fact that it's like boys like supporting boy things. You don't want to support girl characters. That's basically what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, if you see it's a lot of criticism of that, it's just like a lot of criticism of it comes down. It's like, nah, you could say the same thing about the other previews. It's, it's just, it's because it's a woman. Like, whatever. It... Ugh. I'm so, like I said, I'm so exhausted on these things and people getting, like, I see what's happening. Okay. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta wrap up. We gotta wrap up. Okay. Uh, Goodbye, internet. The dog, the dog beats the ghost.